that's what we're created to do as humans. That's why we can like talk and speak and like why we're supposed to be interacting with other people. That's what we're here for, right? That's what brings us happiness and connection makes you feel good. You're also doing something else making someone else happy and, and like doing the same to someone else. It's like an equal positive exchange. You know, but there's a lot of people who may understand the value, but they're also scared or, or they don't have that kind of social intelligence where what's easy to you is like, let me just strike up a conversation with a stranger. It's very terrifying to them. I think they might ask you like, yeah, but how, like, what do I say? Like, what, like, what do I do? Happy numbers, happy times. My name is Andrew Gabalich, numerologist and founder of Teledivity, the world's most loved numerology platform, numerology mobile application, numerology pocket life coach. You are listening to the Calculating Route Show, where all I do, all we care about, is performing live numerology readings and having unstructured conversations with some of our platform's most interesting thinkers and thought leaders, incredible people from around the world who have something to say, something to teach us, a unique perspective about the times we're going through, the changes we're navigating as a planet, the ways we can use them as opportunities, the things we need to do to reconnect with our purpose in this grander story, and finding joy hiding beneath the chaos. We don't do interviews in this show, we just dive into our guests' numerology charts, and then we just let serendipity take the conversation where it must. If you've been on our platform for a while, you know one thing, all we really care about is letting the universe take the wheel and surprise us happy accidents. So that's exactly what this show is all about. I have no prepared questions. Our guests have no prepared pitches. They're not here to sell anything. They're here to talk about life and share with me everything they know about the future and every perspective we've been missing. If you're here with us today, well then you know what? Maybe the universe wants you to be a part of the serendipity too. Maybe there's something hiding inside our conversation just for you. I'm Andrew Gabalich and this is Calculating Route. Jessica, welcome to Calculating Routes. A little inside baseball for people watching us today is that we had recorded this episode already. We had done this reading, we had talked, and uh, the quality of the audio was not good enough, so we were repeating it. This is our second time chatting, but uh, I'm sure it was for a reason, like always. This conversation is going to be a lot better than last one. So, Jessica... Um, anybody who's watching this episode from your community, your audience will know a lot about you, who you are, what you're all about, what your content is about, but people watching you from Teledipity are meeting you for the first time. Give us a quick introduction to Travel Meets Yoga, to Jessica Rooney, to who you are, what's Perfect. coming up for you. I'm Jess, Jessica, and my Instagram's Yoga Meets Travel. Basically got started in yoga before I got into the aviation field, so I had my yoga certification as a teacher. Originally, I started practicing religiously, fell in love with the practice before pursuing um, getting my 200-hour in vinyasa, and then decided to join aviation as a flight attendant five years ago, five and a half years ago now. So those are my two worlds and collided. Before I was in aviation, I was in news, so like telling a story capturing things was always something that I was interested in, which I think has kind of played into the social media part of it now, kind of sharing my story and my life on Instagram. And the big thing that I have found that has allowed me to navigate flying and traveling so much and being in such a kind of chaotic environment, oftentimes chaotic environment, travel in general, going up and down here, there, the consistent balance has been my yoga practice. And um, kind of being able to share the little helpful tools and insightful experiences and stories that 
I kind of witness and share and experience along the way. Looking at your chart to start your reading. And I think the curious thing about me as a numerologist before meeting you or uh, before like uh, seeing these numbers, if I just looked at your Instagram, what you do and what you share with others, I would have said that there's a lot of fives in your chart because the five is about um, thriving in chaos and adapting and flexibility and moving and uh, just keeping your peace among like rapidly changing circumstances and uh, and finding uh, a sense of uh, freedom as a as a soul as a spiritual being amongst that um, where there's a lot about just not being able to control anything and yet being at peace with that is something a lot of humans struggle with. I don't see a lot of fives in your chart. This chart doesn't is not talking about somebody who is either flying like and it doesn't mean it's it's not true but it just means that the themes in your life even though externally it's all about travel and movement and freedom and um seeing different places and just moving around all the time the spiritual themes in your life throughout your 20s and really until um you enter your third life cycle or your second life cycle sorry which is in 2026 uh so you still have a little bit of this they have less to do with chaos and movement they have more to do with relationships and people there's three main numbers talking about this period of your life it really started at age 21 it starts going through a transition in 2021 last year and we'll talk about that in a second but that big period is your whole 20s until um the middle of last year which is your 29th birthday it has a lot to do with the values of looking out for others and taking care of them and being empathetic, sensing from intuition what somebody is feeling or thinking and being able to help them without being asked and doing it for the love of helping them. A lot of these transits are about taking yourself out of the equation, not because you don't matter, but because this is the time to look out for others and have a little bit of this uh, nurturing, generous, motherly energy and to develop really deep and meaningful relationships with as many people as possible. Not all of them romantic, obviously, a lot about friendships, a lot about family, but it is ab about this kind of like looking out for others energy. But of course, everything, both in the numerology and in life, it all has to, to come from a point of balance. So when you have transits like this, it doesn't really mean like you're here for others. You can't think of yourself all the time. It, it means that in this energy of serving others and being empathetic and taking care of others, there's something about your prior perspective as a soul or, or, or the way you naturally did things that was unbalanced in this regard. And usually when somebody's unbalanced in this spectrum, it's either one of the two. Taking care of others excessively, where sometimes your help isn't needed and you're interfering with their own growth by trying to help or taking care of others so much that you never think of yourself, never think of your needs, never think of what you need uh, because in your mind, you always think any other person is more important than you. Just kind of like living for others where you forget that you might also have dreams dreams or things to change. So that's one uh, spectrum where you might be unbalanced. On the other side, it is, is, is the opposite. Is There's always thinking about my needs and my struggles and my problems and being a little blind to what other people are going through. I know you, and we already did this call once. I know you're not over here. And obviously, you don't have to be in one of the two ultimate extremes. Everybody's somewhere in the middle, and, and, and people tend to oscillate too. It's not that they stay in one place. In, in reality, it's a little bit of a circle where the extremes are really close to each other, and the balance is, is right here. A soul tends to go around. 
but a lot about your your experience in this chapter of your life where you are a flight attendant has to do with uh, with balancing that energy within your soul. It's the energy of myself in relationship to others, when they need me and what I can do for them and uh, how much I can uh, show up for them and how I can de- build meaningful, deep relationships by doing that from a place of being whole, from a place of I've already taken care of myself. I come first because the first job of any human is to take care of themselves before anybody else. That That's just how it has to be. But doing that appropriately and then just being there for everybody and developing a lot of really, really deep friendships and meaningful connections around the world. So your experience as a flight attendant has been about connecting with people and has been about both uh, evolving in that side of your soul and not just you kind of like evolving from a place of weakness, but you also becoming a little bit of an expert in that, in what it is like, what it's about to actually connect with somebody, to get to know a stranger, to develop some sort of connection quickly, to hear about their lives, to help them in some way, and to leave as friends as quickly as possible. And because you, your soul is uniquely focused on that in the same way that somebody else might be uniquely focused on becoming an expert in some spiritual topic or some technology or, or music because it's part of their life mission, your expertise, your genius has to do with that. Not necessarily peace and chaos or yoga, but the art and the science of developing meaningful connections with strangers and the importance of it and the role of that in the happiness of any individual. How does that sound like to you? Give me your feedback on that. I guess I think I would think that that is should be kind of instinctual and common, but the way you're describing it, and I guess for me, that is how it feels. It's more of like a superpower because not everyone necessarily like does that or doesn't maybe doesn't come natural or that's not their... um I don't know, like traveling about on a regular basis and being out of your outside of your comfort zone on a regular basis and kind of looking for home away from home and little pieces of wherever you are, you kind of see the world through a different lens, you know? So like a, a smile or a kind interaction with somebody at the grocery store or on the plane or wherever you are uh, goes a long way, especially if you're like on a roll of traveling. You're outside of your little comfort zone where you could easily... It could be weeks or months before you're out of your element. But if you're constantly out of your element, like a sense of uh, kindness or also like from familiarity with a stranger makes it feel like home. It's like you might not know that person, but you had a nice little conversation at the grocery store. So now all of a sudden this grocery store feels like it's my grocery store at home, but I'm on the other side of the country or I'm on a layover in New York City. You know, that kind of stuff is like home away from home, wherever you are. You know what my instinct is around what you're saying is being out of your element. I've been reflecting a little bit about this recently because all of us know that this has changed over the last 15, 20 years, that people are connecting less. They're trusting strangers less. They're in their own bubble and kind of like going out around their lives and they're not really interacting with anybody that's not outside of their daily life in the way that they used to. And though I think that a lot of the times where people complain like, it didn't used to be that way or things have changed or the future looks worse than the present. Like it's stuff people have always said. And I, I don't really believe that that society is like on a downward spiral or that everything's going to shit. And I don't like to think that way, but I do think that that's true. I do think that the way we are connecting is changing. And even though it sounds cliche because everybody has this conversation and everybody knows this, but maybe we stop listening to it because it's cliche 
but it doesn't stop being true. The smartphone has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I was because I was say for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I think outside of just like if I'm bored, I can just go into this little world and not interact with anybody, which is the obvious thing. I also think that being out of your element has a lot to do with your vibration and your personal energy. It's just kind of like the not not energy from eating or exercising, but just the spiritual energy, the aura that people have that gets smashed by being on a platform all day long scrolling through things yeah. it's kind of like because it's just constantly like working on your dopamine system it just takes out your creativity it takes out your intuition it's, it's just kind of like sucking all of that and your attention because you are like either figuring out like what's going on in your feed or like reading some news or, or watching YouTube videos or TikTok videos or whatever. You're not, not just paying attention to what's around you, but you're also not paying attention to what's going on in your life. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a drug. And I think that's like, it's not just like boredom. It's what the, this device is sucking out of us. And I don't know that I'm free of it either. I'm uh, like, I don't want to talk like, like I don't do it because I am. And I'm noticing how, how destructive it is for me too. But I think that's where the problem is. Totally. No, I totally agree. I feel like you have to, you have to be mindful about what you're ingesting and how much yeah. and then how it makes you feel and then altering that depending on how it's making you feel or what, how much you're using it, all of those things. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I do the same thing like TikTok. I like, I don't get on it a lot and sometimes I'll, sh I'll cross share videos on there. But a lot of times, like I remember when I, I had, I was on leave from flying for a bit. And so I had like a normal nine to five job and I felt like TikTok 10 or 20 minutes of TikTok before I went to bed was like my little escape from the job that I hated. <laughs> like, and I'm like, now if I use it, it's usually just for fun or if I'm bored to like kill time and I'll still try not to spend more than like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I'm like waiting for something or someone. I'm like, okay, or if I'm at an airport or something, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. If you're going to be participating, which we're all participating in some way, it's like, how are you participating? What are you ingesting? How much? And then also, like, what are you putting out there? Does what you're putting out there have value? How do you think it's making people feel? Like, what's your intentions behind posting what you're sharing? Maybe sometimes it's like paid content, but it still needs to be genuine to who you are. Maybe another time it's like me happy doing yoga and maybe inspire someone else to get outside and work out or go travel somewhere if it's a travel themed video you know so yeah I feel like it's important to keep yourself try to keep yourself in check but like you gotta it's hard to be mindful about it because it's like designed to be mindless so to like check your to check yourself within the game or world that we're participating in it's yeah. tough and mindless is a good way to describe it because I think in the same way that when you have problems you drink a glass of wine to get your brain off of them mm -hmm. or like some people do whatever like the, the, they smoke weed or whatever to, to to numb i think watching videos and scrolling through feeds is a, is a form of numbing too because sure. it, it's just distracting you from what you don't want to think about totally and that's why you end up doing it for hours i i've yeah. noticed that if i'm down i'll be more on it than if i'm not so it is kind of like right. a, like a little symptom yeah well when you're busy i mean i think of like one of my happiest places that i am and i'm living life to the fullest whenever i go is hawaii and i'll be taking content or i'll like i'll take pictures real time i'm not focused on it and i'll usually share it all later or like maybe at the end of the night or days later if the trip after the trip is wrapped but uh, it's like you're six hours behind the east coast you're three hours behind the west coast you're in your own world over there it's so beautiful like i mean even more so if you're somewhere even further but 
Hawaii, like I'm usually like hiking, I'm outside all day and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I think life is supposed to be like. Like Instagram and all that doesn't matter. And the rest of us, like once you go back, you're like, and eh, we're back to this world, you know? And you're like, whoa, <laughs> weird. Is, isn't it sad that we need to retrain ourselves on basic things like yeah. talking to people yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. going out for a hike? Like this is not like becoming superhuman or like some like enlightenment it's just like basic humanity and we seem to have forgotten it and forgotten why it's important and like how many uh, hours do, do people have away from their phone other than when they're sleeping if it's even away from them bringing it back to relationships we also forgot how to do that but we forgot how to meet people or um just talk to strangers i do it i do it all the time to the point where people think I'm weird. And then I'm like, okay, depending on what city I'm in, or even just like gender roles of like saying something to a guy, if they're on the beach, if about their dog, I might not be like, I'm not hitting on you. I just like your dog. And no matter who you were, I was going to say something, you know? So sometimes I forget because again, it, it all gets modged and mashed together because I'm, I for like, I was just in, I'm, I'm in Florida now. I'll be in California tonight. So like, I'm not changing my personality depending on where I'm at, you know? So sometimes it comes, it's, it's weirder if it's like, I'm more bubbly or like, if I say something to the lady checking me out at the grocery store and she looks at me like, you're talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at you, <laughs> you know? And she's like, oh, weird. I was just gonna like ring you up and not say anything, you know? And I'm like, it's so different from place to place. And like, I think it's important to try to Make sure to who you are or kind of come back to who you are if you've lost touch with it. But since this is in your chart as the thing you're mastering and the thing you're going to be sharing with others down the line, we'll talk about your future in a second. How would you describe the importance of that? When you think about how people self-diagnose, not medically, but self-diagnose when they're feeling like there's a problem in their life and they want to fix it. They're usually trying to figure out like, oh, like maybe I should change careers or maybe I should pursue a new career. It's either very work focused or like, oh, like maybe you just should find somebody to date and like get a new relationship. It's always love and career, love and career, love and career, love and career. And I mean, uh, with my platform, those are the two questions that people like that. That's it. That's yeah, why people yeah. join Teledipity. They want to figure out like what their best career is or like who to date. And it feels like this kind of like societal definition of happiness is not including like social life. Like nobody asks like, can I meet new friends or when am I going to meet new friends and just be like connecting with people in a non-romantic, non-professional way. It's kind of like it doesn't exist anymore. So how would you describe to somebody in the same way you describe the value of yoga? What's the value of meeting strangers? On a very simple day-to-day -day interaction, I mean, that's what we're created to do as humans. That's why we can like talk and speak and like why we're supposed to be interacting with other people. That's what we're here for, right? That's what brings us happiness and connection um, makes you feel good, right? So like just as simple as it doesn't even have to be about what makes what feels good for you, but naturally it does that does feel good for you. And then you're also doing something else making someone else happy and, and like doing the same to someone else. It's like an equal positive exchange because it feels good. It feels better. It feels better to be nice than it does to be nothing or to be mean. Right. And it also takes nothing to be nice. Maybe just rem remembering to like connect. Right. Or like coming back to who you really are at your core. Obviously you never know who you're going to meet. What could be sparked from an interaction or opening your mouth or helping somebody out. I think it's just more opportunities for 
more things to open up and regardless it's a good it's a good experience that feels good you're making you maybe made your day better you maybe made someone else's day better maybe that interaction you just had with that person inspires them to do something a little different out of their comfort zone or say something to somebody else and now you're creating this like ripple effect that you might not always get to see but regardless it feels good in the now and you never know what could come of it you never know who you're sitting next to, who you may be interacted with, if you just like kept your head like down and were like, eh, don't talk to me, you know, versus like, oh, let me get that door for you. Oh, thanks, blah, 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 where'd you get your pants? I don't know, who are you, blah, 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 you know, you never, you just never know. And that's what, I mean, like I said, that's what we're created to do. We're like, we don't need to be robotic. We're not supposed to be robotic. But certain cities, that's like, you know, like look in New York City, everyone's on the subway and you're just like robot, you know, and you're like, oh, wait, come back. (laughs) No, but there's a lot of people who may understand the value, but they're also scared or, or they don't have that kind of social intelligence where what's easy to you is like, let me just strike up a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. It's very terrifying to them. I think they might ask you like, yeah, but how, like, what do I say? Like, I would say the first thing is like, First thing is like instinctual. If you think something positive about anybody and you're thinking it in your head, you're doing yourself and the world and that person a disservice by not speaking it and saying it. And if it comes out a little jumbled or weird the first time because you're used to keeping it to yourself, like it's only going to get better with practice, right? Or like putting those words into action. Um, I think a lot of us, like you can get sent thoughts and ideas and if they're good ones, like the step one is just being able to receive the message and step two is doing something about it. So a lot of us can like receive messages and if you're just sitting there like keeping it to yourself, then they're not getting the next, you know, being implemented by the next step. So I would say like, to each their own, that pace is going to be a little different for people. But if like, if you notice something that whether it's a question you want to ask someone, or if it's a compliment that kind of wants to spill out of your mouth, but you're not used to saying it. And if it's something negative, then then that's something you should check too, right? If you're constantly walking around and like, you're thinking negative things in your head, and you're like, dang, what is going on in there? You know, like, why is this where my brain goes on a regular basis? And like, then that's something you might need to unpack. And that's only going to make you be a better person. And then maybe that's what you do first before before you're out there like trying to connect with people. It depends on kind of where you're at. Your numerology chart is talking a lot about this message, this value of developing connections as an important ingredient of happiness and not business or romantic connections, just connections. And that's why I feel like in your life story, uh, that's where the role you've been playing right now, not just as an influencer, but as a flight attendant, that's where it's so important because it's it's the, the, the framework and the, the, the training in the same way that somebody's whose their life mission is, is to compose music. And they've been in some conservatory for six or seven years. This is your conservatory for the type of intelligence you're developing and the type of message um, you share with others. And of course, that doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about yoga or everything else, but that's the key core of what you are here to impact other way, uh, others with is this value of the importance of connection outside of any connection that would have any benefit or value to you, uh, romantic or business. And I was talking about a shift in 2021 on your birthday last year, which begins this two-year process, two-year transit for actually starting to execute on that new chapter of your career, new chapter of your life. And it's two ones there. It's talking about not just the beginning of something, but an invention, the construction of a new idea from scratch. 
is this thing that maybe you had been thinking about for a while and kind of like slowly polishing in, in your mind as you were just creating content and traveling around the world. When you reach that point, it's your birthday last year, 2021. It just became time to do it. And something shifted in your mind when where you suddenly were like, okay, now I'm ready. And it was just a feeling. And that was just a matter of timing before you weren't ready. Now, all the ingredients were together, both the things you evolved in and understood and um, just the platform and the audience was now ready for this first invention to come out. And it's not like we think we're like, you launch something and it's real and it's out there immediately. This is a two year process that doesn't end until your next birthday in 2023 of this putting the first version of what you came here to do out into the world, which is, I don't know that the, your numerology chart says it's a technology platform, but what it's saying is this, that it's an invention, it's innovative, and it, it is coming to the world with the mission of helping you talk about this value that you've been developing and uh, impacting other people through this. And maybe we can we can expand it a little bit, not just about like developing uh, connections with strangers, but like the importance of relationships in your life and always finding new ones and always cultivating the ones you have and how that is an important ingredient of happiness and how you should not overlook it uh, the same way you shouldn't overlook your diet or your exercise routine or your career or your finances. And once this kind of like foundational building phase is complete in a year, this new chapter of your life finally opens. It's kind of like this is the preparation. So it's the transition. You're starting to build it, but in the middle, you're still, you still have a foot in the past and a foot in the future. That ends next year. Once that ends, what I see is a period of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten years, a whole decade from uh, 2023 to 3033, where your career role, your vocation is no longer about serving people or connecting with people. It's about spreading messages. It's about talking, writing, creating content, speaking a message and um, monetizing your energy and your knowledge that way through words, through performing, through writing, through content. And this is kind of like probably standing on this new invention you're working on right now, but it's simply just a life about sending this message to people. It's like, don't forget this important ingredient of happiness. And you could do that in a thousand different ways, but I really feel like it's very connected to this. And I don't know if you saw your mission that way, because I know your brand today is a lot about like keeping your center and your inner peace in either turmoil or traveling or, or stuff like that. And that's probably an ingredient of it, but the real root of it is relationships. And that's what you are really being called into the world to talk about and to share with others. I don't know if you saw your mission that way what, what does that sound like to you I guess I don't realize how much that that to me is like basic common I have to like I have to do that that just feels right right but I forget that that's not I don't forget because I guess I experience it myself where I'm and then I but I'm confused I'm like why isn't everyone doing this I don't get it you know it's also a huge problem right now yeah it's very time yeah well it's it, not it'll just frustrate yeah. me it'll frustrate mm -hmm. me like depending on if I've had like depending on my day or my experience or lack of connection with people, I'm like, how are you guys going about your day? Like if it's affecting and when it affects me this way, I can only imagine. But no, I don't know. I think obviously I love, I love talking to people. I love sharing 
my experiences and like I even when I know people and I know someone else is in the same city as someone else I like try to connect my people because I'm like I like you I like you I know you guys will like each other and even if I'm not there I'm like it doesn't matter like connecting good people with good people like I, I love that even if I'm not like selfishly getting any of the experience it makes me happy that my people are happy but I think that that we were talking about in the chart earlier of like connecting with people once you do realize how to give back to yourself more and you're kind of more focusing on you you'd also then realize what connections add or keep you at your like full energy level and then what depletes you and then you're like ooh, every time i hang out with you my battery goes to zero what the heck i don't like that you know or half and there's certain times where like you got to show up for people and if they've got certain things going on then you know so be it you sacrifice your battery but if it's a constant thing and that's like the normal with the relationship with somebody, then you got to make less time for it. Absolutely. Guarding our vibrations and our inner peace. Yes. Daily, daily job. So where can people find you? So Instagram is yoga meets travel. And then my website is yoga meets travel.com. I say those are the two best places What I use Instagram. I use the most. And then my website has all of that other good stuff on there. Kind of a, a general about me. That's where you can also find my yoga classes. If you're interested in online yoga, it's through an app. Um, really great for traveling or if you're not ready to go into a studio setting also have the merch on there so you can represent yoga meets travel be a kind human all the things yeah happy to connect i like i said you never know never know never know jessica it's been amazing uh thank you thank you for um for coming to this space and uh telling us all about you it's been awesome connecting and uh, getting to know you through instagram and um yeah um we'll see you soon sounds good thanks for having me Thank you.